Okay, guys, so this is our Twitch stream for all you podcast, Spotify, Apple listeners out there. So just a casual reminder, if this sounds a little bit different than normal, that is why. We're not just talking to random people in the stratosphere. I feel the need to say cool cats and kittens at the end of everything like that. Hey, you cool cats <laughs> and kittens. Okay. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the Georgia Guidestones. So are these Guidestones on the map? Um, as I mean, like, can you like see them on a map? Yes, you can. So you can also visit them. Um, so gonna go into this. Um, it's if, really pretty. If you look up pictures and stuff, like the it one, is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty. I need to get like either wear my contacts or change something with my glasses because I really hate how reflective I, my glasses I are. But I'm I can't. But yeah. if I do this, I literally would have to yeah. do this. You ready? I would literally have to read it like this to see. That's so why when I'm presenting. I'll leave my glasses on, but I'm not presenting, so I can be glassesless. So you know, I'm sorry. Maybe next time. Oh, on um, the folklore. Oh, on the map. No, no, they are not on the map. Um, I found these because I don't actually know how I discovered these, but now that I have. It's pretty crazy. I don't even know what the one for Georgia is. Um, it looks like it's some kind of Loch Ness monster or something. It looks like Nessie, yeah. kind of, yeah. but... Kind of weird. I don't know. So, anyway, um, I will be the first to say I have never heard of the Georgia Guidestones. I have not. Never heard of them in my entire life. They're older than either one of us, mm-hmm. but I've never heard of them. And not in the country. Yeah, not I'm in the country, Georgia, in the state. i about <laughs> So, that was the first thing I put in the notes, was to clarify that we were talking about the state of Georgia, not the country of Georgia. Um, but to be honest, it kind of felt a little weird that it was, like, this thing was in like the United States, like if and we don't strange. know about it, yeah, like it's it, not like feel, super common. Knowledge. I don't want to say ashamed because I mean I don't feel like any one person is going to know every single thing about everything. But this feels like it's such a big thing that people should know about. And I've been it. to Georgia like a good chunk, uh-huh. and I've never, never heard of it. Never no, seen it. I've been to Georgia once, and it was to Atlanta for a work I've trip. I've been to Atlanta a couple of times. I've been to Val Valdosta. Um, in other places, and I've never heard it. Well, we're all going to learn about it today. So, for those of you, like me and Bethany, that had no idea this existed, I'm going to give you a little info. You know, I get, like to give back info. Um, going to give you some useless facts about this place. So, let me set the stage. Okay. And we're going to jump back to the year 1882, way before they were put up, but 1882, Elberton, Elberton, Georgia, was trying to get on, like, the up and up. Like, they were trying to, like, build the city. And for the past 100 years, the area had just been growing and expanding. Like, more people had started, like, residing there, moving. Just, it had been growing. Now, they also claimed to be the first place in Georgia to put up a Christmas tree. Oh, (laughs) Um, okay. And... In the 1800s, a huge granite deposit was found in the area, and um, it wasn't long before there was, like, a granite quarry, basically, that sold stone all around the area. So, like, they were just kind of, like, a regional granite distributor. Yeah. So, because of this, and then... You know, they started expanding, and then the railroad came to town, oh, yeah. and that connected everything. So, 
Next thing you know, the Granite business exploded and they took on the self-proclaiming title of the Granite Capital of the World, which isn't super far off. I mean, they probably are, but that's what they call themselves. Now, during the Great Depression, one man stood out as the biggest granite seller. He was a man named B.F. Coggins, and he owned most of the quarries and was like the person to deal with when you wanted to purchase granite. Like, he just owned everything. And it wasn't long before most of the cities, like most of the city itself, um was built with the granite like a lot of the buildings have like foundations or pillars or just different like major things using monuments yeah. like so a lot of stuff yeah i didn't talk about the fact that like one of the first things they did was put up a giant confederate monument but they did so made from made from the granite yeah um but you know um now uh, the city continued to surround itself with the granite, and because of this, um, they kind of just became, like, the heart of the county. They were, like, Elberton. Like, it wasn't the biggest city in the county at all, but, like, it just kind of became, like, this hub because of the granite. Um it had the most business, yes. basically. And eventually, in like in the 1900s, eventually, just because they wanted to show how much the granite contributed contributed to the city, they actually had a football stadium. And when they had to replace the seats, they replaced all the seats with granite. So it's just like granite benches. That sounds so uncomfortable. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Um, and it they like to hold the title of like one of the most unique that stadiums, awesome. but it sounds horrible to you me. You go to Tuscaloosa, that's the one they even though I don't like Alabama. But if you go to Tuscaloosa, they have the like the little comfy fold down ones. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Not Those are nice too. It. Mm-hmm. That makes my like my butt my literally butt hurts, hurts thinking, thinking about yeah, that. Mine does too. Um, we're when we go to this concert in Baton Rouge for Garth Brooks. I know That's already. Yeah, <laughs> I had to think about it. You can tell I'm not a fan. Um, right? I bet the, it is in cold, cold in the winter. Yeah. I bet it. Oh, God. I, imagine your butt cheek. Oh. Well, you wouldn't be out there, like, in shorts. But still, but, like, like, think if your butt cheek got stuck to that. But can you imagine how hot it would be in the summer on your butt cheeks? Ew. No, absolutely oh, not. Oh, yeah, because the heat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. That mm-hmm. sounds miserable miserable that sounds like when you're bougie and you just want to spend money and then you just like don't even think about it in the long run you're like by golly let's do it yeah and then, we'll deal with the repercussions huh. later so in 1979 this is when our story gets started so 1979 a man named rc christian okay this is a lot later than i was thinking i thought i was thinking this was like Hundreds of years ago. No, baby, oh this is God. super recent. 1979. <laughs> yes. So in 1979, a man named R.C. Christian, or Robert Christian, visited the town and went straight to a place called the Elberton Granite Fish- Finishing Company to speak with the owner about a project. Okay. He stated that he was here on behalf of an organization that he was a part of. And he admitted that this group was a group of loyal Americans and that he chose his name, R.C. Christian, to represent the types of people that they were. 
okay? They wanted to erect a stone that was inscribed with information for future generations. He claimed that there were that more stones would be going up all around the country with this one in the middle. But Georgia's not in the middle. But it, no, it this stone is the center stone, and then other stones are going to be put oh, around, like a it. Circle around yeah. it. Oh, circle around it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. He says that these would be, quote, put up by other like-minded conservation groups. Okay? Conservation. Okay, this is giving me, like, Ten Commandment vibes. Oh, very good early intuition <laughs> call. Or, okay? or what were we talking about where the farmer found the alien stone or whatever? Do you remember? The, farmer the 48 f- stone or the 48 tablets. What? We did an episode. Am I having a fever dream? What are you talking about? Was it Roswell? Where the farmer said he dug up this the stones and it was yes. weird alien yes. language. Yes. But it was him and he yes. did it with a drill. Yes. Because he said it was a hundred years old and they yes. they figured it out. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. I was like, what are you talking about? I thought I was crazy for a second. So he had, this guy admitted that RC Christian was not his real name. Oh really? <laughs> um and but the weird thing is is that local bank president, Wyatt C. Martin, claimed that he knew his real name, but that he would take it to the grave. So remember this name, R.C. Christian, and remember Wyatt C. Martin. Both are very important. Uh, in this documentary that I found, like I, well, I'll be completely honest, I thought I had finished all the research for this. And then I found a documentary yeah, on YouTube earlier today. Yeah, like I had, I had had that was horrible grammar. <laughs> I had done most of the research. I had had. I had had. <laughs> I had done most of the research for this and had like most of it written. Um, probably like earlier in the week. Um, I was just writing it during work. Like anytime I was on a break at work. Let me tell you. Today, I found this documentary, and I had to change everything because it was like a new revelation. So anyway, it changed. It changed whole, everything. The whole thing. It changed everything. Everything that I thought I knew about these dang stones. I was going to give y'all a very straightforward like, this is what it's this. This is what it is. Nope. Changed everything. So in this documentary, it's called. It's called. Dark Clouds Over Eberton. Okay? And in this, Martin recalls, this bank president, recalls that R.C. Christian told him that he chose the name because that's what he and his group were. Christians. Okay? Okay. Important to remember. Important to remember that. The president of the Granite Company, Joe Finley, thought that Christian was kind of crazy and honestly probably really and truly thought that he was just having his leg pulled like this dude's trying to pull my leg he wants to build these giant stones in the middle of nowhere and whatever it's also important to remember hey james (laughs) it's also important to remember that 
Um, the Granite Company, they did not sell wholesale stones. Like you, They only sold to big companies who then sold to other companies. Yeah. So you could not just walk into this place and say, hey, I want to buy a stone. Like You can't do that. They, they don't sell them that way. I would like one stone. Yes. <laughs> Which, in the documentary, they said they had people drive in and be like, thinking that they could get the stone cheaper. So they would be like, can I buy this big chunk of granite for, like, my future headstone? And they were like, no, you can't do that. Like, that's not how it works. I was thinking headstones. But well, that, yeah. that, they said that was, like, the number, number one, one thing. thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, they thought we thought he was crazy. Um... While trying to talk Christian out of this idea of pursuing the, like, insane idea about this project, um, he quoted him and told him that the cost was going to be, like, just told him, like, just whatever. It's really Oh, it is very heavy. And that's another thing they said in the um, documentary was that after, like, cost of transporting it to where you wanted it to be, oftentimes it was more expensive to buy it there wholesale than it was fuel, to buy it from somebody yeah, that, the fuel, yeah. the big truck, yeah. obviously. Yeah, they were like, it just wasn't cost-effective. But Joe Finley just kind of, like, spitballed a number because he originally told him he wanted all of his stones, that they were going to be, you know, 16 feet tall, there are all these specifications. He's like, I don't know. He's like, it's going to be thirty, forty thousand dollars yeah. Okay? So, without a doubt at that, which was a gross over-exaggeration, he just spitballed a really high number. Christian was like, okay, let's do it. Come to find out that it was going to cost, in all actuality, much more than that. Oh, my Lord. Who um, is that? <laughs> yeah. And so, the RC Christian was a little upset about that, but they eventually worked it out where they were able to come to a good price. Now, not long after everything was settled, the Granite Company got to work on these stones. And Christian wanted them to go up in a very rural place that was away from tourists. He said this was not to be a tourist attraction. So he purchased a piece of land from a local family that was about five acres big and just gave Finley the exact building instructions with a model, like a to-scale model, and he said, this is what I want them to look like, and this is what I want them to say. Told him everything. Now, there was going to be six stones in the whole grouping, and originally, instead of a flat stone on top, there was going to be a pyramid, but because of cost, they had to make it a flat stone. Um, There are four that stand straight up, and then there's a tall, like, balancing, like, stone yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a flat piece that goes on top and covers all four of them. Um, and the stones are kind of, like, there's, like, one sideways and then there's, like, this and then another one like this. So there's... It kind of looks like an entryway, kind of. Yeah. Like, you could kind of go, like, there's these two side slats and it looks like you could kind of... Kind of walk in between yeah. them, yeah. Now... The family that sold this land to him, they still retained grazing rights for their cows and their other animals. They still retained them because he said that that was an important part of making sure that the land was taken care of and the land was grazed and blah, 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 blah. Um, Now, in total, all the pieces weigh nearly 120 tons and stands over 19 feet tall. So, it's pretty darn big. Good God. So, Christian had very specific instructions for what he wanted them to look like and say. 
Um, and he, because he didn't give them, it, like he gave them what he wanted to say, but it required some translating, they actually had to kind of like contract and get help from some of the other stuff. Um, so they actually enlisted the help of the United Nations in order to get some of the stuff that they wanted print that he wanted engraved on it translated for them. So was it just not like easily translated into English or yes and no and I'll okay. I'll get there. It was just a little teaser for you. Um, so less than a year after Christian presented the idea for the stones, it was finally time to reveal them. So from the time that he came in there and said, hey, I want these built in June, mm -hmm. they finished them and were unveiling them in March of the next oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So March okay. 1980 is when they were unveiled and Christian walked away from the project completely and gave ownership of that land to the county. Because he said that by giving the ownership of the land to the county, that's the longest institution that he could think that would be around for like hundreds of years that wouldn't ever dissolve and they would lose that property. It's just, it's weird. It's very but... weird. It gets weirder. Oh. Okay. So once they were revealed, people started viewing them and immediately, immediately, theories and speculation about their true purpose are you going to talk about where they got the money for this? Or no, but it's not really. But when you find out more things, you'll kind of figure $60, out. Sixty thousand dollars for a stone, <laughs> for a stone that you don't even own that you just. And I'm stuck on that part. <laughs> well, it's a group of people of like-minded conservationists who have put their money together to build this monument. Like, I love the planet. And well, but the way my bank account is set up, I ain't got that kind of money. We were looking at houses before this. Yeah, we were. So that's where my money is going. Yeah. So anyway, um, everyone started just you know trying to figure out what was going on. Now off to the side of the main stones. Mm -hmm. Okay, there is a another slab. It's just like a giant slab that's like laid into the ground mm -hmm. okay so you can walk up to it and it kind of just basically tells you info and stats about the big stones so at the very top of it it says the georgia guide stones so it's like a little marker yeah like, like a when marker. you go to a museum it's like this is about this exactly yeah. that's exactly what it is so there's like a square and um it, well, it's a rectangle and at the top it says the georgia guide stones and then it says cluster, center cluster erected March 22nd, 1980. And underneath okay. that, there's an outline of like a square, okay? And it's surrounded on all four sides um, in a different language. And it's showing that the top stone that sits on top of the... Um, yeah, in the middle. In the yeah. middle. It says... Um, Something I didn't write it in my notes, and I know I flippin' should have, but it says something about the age of reason. Okay. Um, I don't want to remember what it says, but either way, it says something about the age of reason, and all four sides, um, it has that term or that phrase written in Babylonian, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay, so that's okay. written on the top four sides. Um, 
let me let's pause for a second and tell you what it says because I feel like that's going to be very important. So sorry. I I wonder why those specific languages. Um. I mean, I mean, Babylonian, yeah. I get it. I, get it. I, I don't really have an answer for it, but I would say they are the I guess the I basis have. of a lot of our languages now. Like, they're the root of a lot of our languages, so they can be used to discover more the languages. The coolest would be the hieroglyph, hier, I can never say it, hieroglyphics. Yes. Okay, so it says, "Let these be guide. Let these be guidestones to an age of reason." Okay. Okay, and it says that's what it says in like classic Greek mm-hmm. on each side. Okay. That's kind. I mean, that's kind of cool. It is to me. It's very. That's cool. cool. Now, on to the left side of the. Big flat stone that's off okay, inside okay, the gray okay. marker. I'm trying to remember it in my head. I think I remember. <laughs> there is mention of a time capsule that was buried underneath this stone. However, it doesn't have a date for when the time capsule was placed, nor does it have a date for it to be dug up. So no one else is. No one's really sure that if anything was actually buried there or what. It just looks like they wanted to do it, but they never got around to it. I always feel like time capsules would be like this is terrible to say i promise i'm not a serial killer Mm -hmm. but if you were a serial killer would it not be smart to like put like a note or like some kind of something it sounds terrible i know it sounds really bad but that could be that'd be a great way is that already a movie am i um there was an episode of bones where somebody remember i think that's why i remember it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's what I always be think crazy. about. Because normally they're like, what, 20, 30 years? Mm-hmm. There's some that are like a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. wild. Now, on the other side, there, um, or still on that left hand side, there also documents that R.C. Christian was the author of the project and that his name is a pseudonym. They also misspell pseudonym on the thing, it ends with an N instead of an M like it's supposed to. It's very weird. <laughs> um, and they list the sponsors as a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Interestingly enough, this site also details the astronomical, um, astronomical, that's the right word, like having to do with space, astronomical. I would misspell it too. I can't even. I can't even think of how else I would say it. I'd miss. Oh, I'd definitely misspell pseudonym. The astronomical, like, not like huge, but like in space, like how it has to do with astronomy. Is that still the right word? Ash- like interstellar? No. Like, okay, don't even worry about it. I feel like astronomical <laughs> is the right word, but it probably is. Astronomical is like. It's big. Like it's vast, huge. big, yes. huge. But it's how it, it connects with the planets and time and like space and earth moving around the sun oh autocorrect you should see my messages to crystal after a while i'm like i give up because i'll be texting her and it'll be like it said something Something. weird the other day and it wouldn't let you change it and i was like i did not say that and i was like what that's not even close to the word So, ignore me if that's not the right word. I'm so sorry. But it features how the sun going through certain parts of the stones can mark time throughout the year. Does that make sense? Oh. Does that help with the word? Um, 
the the little dial like a sundial but a it's sundial. not necessarily a sundial part of it is but not all of it um anyway to the right on that big stone is the specifications for how tall each one is and how much they all weigh okay so it just basically so they were everything. purposely certain that's why they kind of look like yeah well they, i mean i think that's just like the rough edge of the granite but there is a very like it does detail that's how much exactly one is. what i was thinking i was thinking the aztecs yeah or like the uh uh the almanac yes i mean it's very very similar to that it's just not as detailed as like maybe the aztecs did it yeah. but very same mindset it's honestly so, kind of amazing how the Aztecs did everything and how oh, yeah. close and just like their culture and everything. It's it, it's kind of scary to me also because it's like how you know technically how? technically right now we're living in the year two thousand fourteen mm-hmm. because we've lost a couple of months and we took months away mm-hmm. and so technically we live in the year two thousand fourteen mm-hmm. but we just say it's the year twenty twenty because we you know took I away months actually read it. Crystal has... I have corrupted you. I keep getting on Reddit. Why? Reddit used to scare me. Reddit used to be the place... I'm judging here. This is... I'm not this way anymore. But I used to think Reddit was for all the weirdos. Which mm-hmm. Crystal is a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many people that truly believe the Aztec people were visited by aliens. Mm-hmm. And that's how they know everything. And they just were like able to communicate and coexist with them and i i kind of believe i kind of think i'm kind of on like the opposite not really the opposite but i kind of feel like the aztecs and like early native cultures in general all over the world were just much more intelligent than we give them credit for tuned with like with like nature the earth and reading signs and oh my god yes yes Yes. yeah yeah there's some people that would just say stuff um but it's yeah. definitely a place that you have to fact, fact check, check everything 100%. but i do think that they were just a little bit more um in tune and more like i don't know i just feel like they were more advanced than we give them credit I for i have not heard of that reddit i can't story. do reddit after the dad that lost his marriage because of his kids liking dogs i don't get that i have not heard that one that sounds very tame. i don't know I feel like we're missing something from yeah. that story. Ugh. Any in any way. Um, if you walk over to the stones themselves, um Oh, 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 oh God, that's horrible. I'm not going to I guess I could read it for the people listening at home. She said in the biblical sense that his kid liked <clears> dogs. <throat> nope, absolutely not. Um, First off, Daisy would bite it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, redirect. If we walk over to the stones you will find that there are eight different languages written on them one on each side of the stones and yes they have really massive freaking cities i've not heard of that yes like all over south america like 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 machu yeah yes oh okay like how machu picchu is like one of like the biggest most well-known ones yeah but yeah there's like there's like cities where Aztecs and Mayan Indians lived. I told you about that TikTok that they said possibly could be Bigfoot where there's Mm -hmm. these types of... Okay, TikTok truly be out there teaching me and Crystal a lot more than school did. 100%. Supposedly, there's this type of... 
I can't remember if it was ape or gorilla. I don't remember. But homo sapien. You know, same thing. And it they buried their dead just like how we bury. And that's how technically we kind of know about them, but we don't necessarily know them and haven't studied them. And there's a few people on TikTok that, that believe that this type of, you know, homo sapien could be Bigfoot. And we've just never seen them. or So that's the same. Like, all these different cultures and stuff that know... Hey, we have a first-time viewer. Yes, thanks for joining Our us. Our first-time chat. Chatter. Hello. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's really cool. Which could possibly... Which could totally explain Bigfoot. But again, why are we talking... We're off topic, but... We were talking about Aztecs. Yes, we are. I don't know how we got there. We went from Aztecs to Bigfoot. This is a day in our life. Um, so there's eight different languages, and if you walk okay. around, you will see the same message written in all eight is languages. Still like Greek, Babylonian. No, oh. it's English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Hey, Hannah. Oh, hi. Oh, so we know. I know. Hi. Oh, hi. Welcome. Someone that I know. Welcome, Hannah. Um. So the message is a list of rules or guidelines, and I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Okay. And then we'll discuss them if we need to. So, number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court. Makes sense. I mean, this is all sounding... Pretty great, right? Um, Protect... Oh, no. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. Nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I really like that one. I like that one. And number 10, my personal favorite, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. And an emphasis, leave room for nature. Ooh, I like that I one. really like That's it, okay? I really like all of them. I, I'm, even the maintaining humanity under 500 million, I forever and always will be a I like proponent that of reducing so our population. Just but because of how much I've been called a hippie in my life. Yes, so. I love all of them. I personally love all of them. Now, at the very end of this, if you love all of them... Oh, God, mm, is it going to sway? It's, I'm very conflicted because I know how this ends, but I still love these guidelines at the core. But I am just going to spoil, kind of. You might not like why they were written. It, okay, but is it like in the beginning it was really good no. and it was for... But no, it, it was always horrible. They were written with... <laughs> yes. I was so yes. hopeful. I'm just going to tell you. It's not good. It's not good. Dang. So the center stone um, has a couple of holes drilled into it so that you can interact with space. There's a hole that is perfectly drilled, so if you look through it, you'll be able to see Polaris or the North Star. Mm. Um, and there's also a slit in the stone that allows you to calculate or be able to see the shortest and longest days of the year. 
So having these parts of the stones would allow humanity to figure out the calendar and the compass if those so were lost. June, it's like June twenty first and December twenty first. Yeah. yeah. So you could you could set your calendar by that. So mm. if we lost a calendar, we would at least have something mm. to move back to. Um. Now, it wasn't long, like I said, after these stones went up that theories about them started to circulate. Some people pointed out that the area that R.C. Christian selected for these stones was very close to a Cherokee site called, I'm going to butcher this, and I have practiced this like 15 times because I wanted to make sure I got this right. So if I say it slow, <laughs> that is why. Ah-yay-li-ah-lo-hi. That's beautiful. It's very beautiful. That's why I wanted to make sure I spelled I feel it right. Like you said, said it that right. Spot on. Um, now, if you're familiar with the Trail of Tears, which I feel like most of us aren't as educated as we should be about the Trail of Tears, I feel like most of us got like I went back and retaught myself. Every... I read did too. I retaught myself the Trail of Tears, but if you're not, I had to reteach yeah. myself Columbus. So yeah, I retaught myself a lot of dang history, which is which is how you should do it, really. Fine. Um, you may know then that the Cherokee people were one of just several native populations that were forced off their lands and made to march like a thousand miles to Oklahoma. Which is the tribe that people like to say, I have, I have a Cherokee, Cherokee grandma. Princess, yeah. My grandma was a Cherokee princess. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> this meant though that a lot of native sites were no longer cherished by the populations living around I'm them. I'm not going to lie. And I'll, cities were built when around When you them. were telling me that they bought farmland, I was sitting there thinking... They bought native did, land? Well, like, not even that. Like, did they research that land? Did they... Well, the land just belonged to a know, family. But you and know, they didn't really do anything else. Or, like, see, now, I do know, there before. I know. do know that the land that they picked wasn't the first location that he wanted. He actually wanted a land further south from Elberton. But... Something happened, and he couldn't get it, so he picked this other spot. Or do you think they purposely did this? I don't know. I, I don't know one way or other. I really don't. Um, now, bank president, remember him, Wyatt Martin, tells a slightly different story. He claims that the creation of the stones were meant to give guidelines to humanity if a nuclear apocalypse happened. Um, I didn't get that yeah. vibe from well, it. it well, it mention anything? You have to consider the state of the world at the time. This oh, this does make okay. a lot of sense. Russia and the U.S. were at war. Or not really, I guess you could call them at war. And there were threats of nuclear attacks all the time. And people were just living in constant fear Should of that. Had Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> so the residents of Elberton County were are kind of split on their opinions of the stones then and today. I would also like to clarify that was a nervous laugh. I wasn't laughing <laughs> at Hiroshima. I know it was very bad. I nervous laugh a lot. <laughs> Some feel that it's just an interesting part of their city, um, and others believe that it's connected to witchcraft and witches in the area are drawn to it to perform rituals. Oh, Some just believe crazy the things. Birds. The, the birds, birds are spying us. us. Oh, always. Yeah. The birds are spying us. All those people on TikTok, that's a little a literal trend right now on TikTok. Hold on. What was I? Kill John Lennon. Hold on. I was I was literally, I don't know if it has to do with this or something else that I was studying. Oh, my gosh. What was it? It was this. I'm pretty sure I'm not having a fever dream either, but I'm pretty sure I was researching this and the area that's around this area or where this is at, there used to be this type of pigeon 
that was so heavily that they clustered together so tightly and there were so many of them that they would black out parts of like the land because they were um they were so tightly clustered together and when the native population moved and people started hunting them they completely eradicated this whole species of pigeon and the last one died in like the 1970s in the zoo that's crazy. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's a little. See, I told you this episode was going to be full of useless facts. So. I mean, she did mention this a couple months ago, so you've probably been like slowly yes, reading. I and have watching. been. I've been like doing all kinds of stuff because when I found this, I went down the rabbit hole, but then I found the, the flipping documentary this morning and was like, oh my God, this changes everything. Well, you mentioning Glitch makes me think when we were on our girls' trip, we were literally sitting outside around the fire oh god and we kept seeing this it was a drone it was a okay. drone i still don't know if it was a drone or could it have been the starlink or was it too low to be starlink it was too low and too little I, me and steph physically like when you went back inside it got closer to me and steph and like it was like smaller and white and had a red and green light on it oh i didn't see and any you know color. how bad my eyes are so oh i did I not that, see any color i'm so glad i went inside but we were like we had literally been just talking about like simulation uh-huh. and how we might be in the simulation and what we were do and then this freaking drone starts flying at us and we're like in the middle of a small town in arkansas why would there be a drone. It made me think, Crystal, is there something big by us? Or, like, is there, like... There wasn't. We were, like, 45 minutes from, from town. town. Yeah, like, we had to drive almost an hour to town. Yeah. But, yeah, that made me think of it. It was still nice being that far out. It was nice, even though we almost got attacked by an armadillo. Yes, Bethany and I did. Jesus. That thing was not afraid that, of no, us. No, it, it wasn't. circled us. Like, all I remember is I'm standing there, and Bethany goes... Something's moving. I Something's said, coming. Something behind the tractor. I keep hearing it. I said, I'll, and I I'll turn keep around, an eye on it. and it's pitch black. The <laughs> only light we have are these little lights that they have hanging above us, and the campfire. And I don't see anything. And next thing I know, I I think it's a bunny. And I was like, Oh, it's a bunny. No. I said, Crystal, get up. It's coming at you. <laughs> and it was just it was it was making noises. It charged at us. Yeah. And it I was, was just not like, afraid of And us. the next time I know, Stephanie comes out, and I'm like, We're going in. Pick up your, get anytime your stuff, I've, we're going in. Anytime I've seen an armadillo, they roll up in a ball. They're afraid of us. Oh, they're this afraid. one wasn't. That's their protective, you know, their, their cover. And then we looked at the reviews and people were talking about cats and, and dogs. Animals. And like all these sweet animals coming and visiting them. And I'm like, no, we got an armadillo. I was like, we got a rabid, rabid, <laughs> rabid infested armadillo. <laughs> we didn't need, do we even have food out there? Probably yeah, we had s'mores. We were making oh, s'mores. Oh, yeah, we were making s'mores. We were, he might have wanted it. He yeah. might have been hungry. Now I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. That thing was attacking us. <laughs> but he literally circled us. He yes. He walked a perfect circle looking at us. And I was like, it's time to go in. He was like, try something. <laughs> and then the next night, we that's when we I brought the music out there because I was hoping the it music scared would scare him away. But then something else came up. What was it? It was a bunny. It was a bunny. Yeah, the second night we had a bunny. We did see a bunny. That was cute. That was fun. That was okay. Yeah, the armadillo's not playing. I just wanted the dog and the cat because that sounded fun. We did not see that. Jeez. Oh, we saw deer. We saw deer. Yeah, y'all saw deer. I didn't see the deer. There's a whole family of deer. I wanted to see them. (laughs) Oh, well, we loved it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Antique way. Um, So, yes, think about that. Um... I, I, I know, and they were good s'mores, too. They were. We got I, the jumbo marshmallows. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure 
like the first five minutes after we made those made those s'mores, nobody talked we because we were just enjoying. They were so it. They were big. So, they were big so and they were good. And then we were also really dumb. Um, I'm just going to tell on ourselves. We went scavenging for sticks to put our marshmallow on. Okay. And then tell me why. We went in the house. We went in the house and they had a whole oh, kit. A kit for s'mores. They had <laughs> nice no, sticks. No, no. Even better. Even better. I spent like an hour trying to get this fire started and was literally on my hands and knees with like leaves and small sticks blowing, trying to light. I mean, we were roughing it. Yeah, we, were we were making rough. a cowgirl fire. Okay. We Stephanie goes inside and there are a cute like, little basket. Yeah, there was a whole basket of everything you needed for like to start a fire, fire, keep a fire going. Everything. S'more sticks, like really nice metal ones. However, if I was a Boy Scout, I would have got my badge. Mm-hmm. We all would have gotten a badge that we weekend. We had a good fire for so, a couple of hours. Yeah, so I got a badge out of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, back to the content. Sorry for the rambling. So <laughs> Um, in the documentary, there's mention of a lot of graffiti that appears on the stones, like, oh all the God. time. And, uh... Bonicula, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> and that Martin, the bank manager, okay. bank president, had received, had been receiving mail from, like, official witchcraft groups, like, Witches of America and stuff like that. Now... They would use this graffiti because they would post, like, the pentagram and, like, all kinds of stuff and, like, stuff just graffitied all over it. Pentagram is not even a bad thing. It's not even a... No, it's not. It's literally... It can be. It can be, but it's not. Now, I am 99% sure that while they seem to fully buy into this, it doesn't make sense to me because all it feels like is something that a bunch of local teenagers did in order to scare people and, like to hype it up like i'm sorry i really don't think a bunch of witches are going to go out there and spray paint and do seances around these stones even like from the beginning it doesn't look like anything scary it doesn't and i really think it's probably teenagers going out there to just stare tactic and i'm pretty sure i'm just confident on this i feel like somebody talked about this and kind of got like this lore of being a witchcraft and witchy and satanic and to like make it funny somebody signed up this guy for these magazines to get delivered to his house Maybe. like it would just it, it just seems like something funny they something might just think it's do. strange like this random plot of land yeah. this people put this random stone and then they just leave town. yeah it's weird it, it is, is kind of weird odd. so i get it now um <sighs> This is a little weird part, and this is probably going to get me hate on YouTube. So I'm sorry in advance for the hate. Oh, my Lord. But I have to. Hey, Jerry. um, um, Thanks for joining. You're at a good spot because we're going to talk about the conspiracy theories of these stones. If you would like to know what we're talking about, Georgia Guidestone, just do a little quick Google and you can. Is Georgia like the state? Georgia the state, not Georgia the country. Don't be like me. She thought it was a country. That was the country. So, um, see, I thought like no one signed me up for. Like, I would, I would like that. that would be I would cool. like them, but like, I like, I would be annoying if you just like got like, cause he said he got like a whole bunch of marketing for it, like but all I'm the childish. time. Childish, like, is it gonna be cute witches in it? Yeah. Am I gonna get to see women? Like, what is it? But I, don't, I really, I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, in the early two thousands, a man named Mark Dice. 
he went viral under the name John Cooper um, about how he feels the Guidestones are nothing more than ten satanic commandments, and he demanded that they were torn down. He claimed that they were part of the New World Order. <laughs> yeah. Mental, mental <laughs> no, to send us descriptions. Um, he said that they were part of the New World Order and that R.C. Christian was a member of the Order of the Rose. Now, after my David Pilates, however you say his name, Pilates, oh, David Pilates comment, you would think I would learn my lesson, but this dude, Mark Dice, is like the worst version of conspiracy theorist. Um, I'm pretty never, sure you know. I can't believe I've never heard of this So, person. he is a far-right conservative commentary person that does YouTube videos now. Like, he went by John Cooper, wrote this whole thing called the Something Manifesto, and pe- published it. Okay. Um, and then he eventually came out as Mark Dice, and now he has, like, this commentary show. He he does his business. Like, he that's, like, his thing. See, that's what I... Okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. That's what they're called, the children of the corn. They're that's the order of the rose. That's kind of creepy. I haven't. I wonder if it. I wonder if that's why Stephen King named it that. I don't know. Anyway, um, he pushes, in my opinion, again, my whole opinion. He just pushes a lot of theories that actively hurt people. And I'm pretty sure you and I both feel that way. Like, conspiracy theories are all fun and games until they <coughs> hurt someone. I've probably seen his stuff. I'm just really bad with names. Yeah. I don't I, I knew his face. And then when I talked to my brother about it, who was, like, super into, like, politics of, like, just full spectrum, he was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've, like, I know who he is. Like, I've heard his name. And then he showed me a video where we make fun of people all the time. But that's beside the point. But mm-hmm. he showed me, and I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. But he has a lot of... Th- he has a lot of like conspiracy theories like that hurt people just like hurt populations hurt just hurt people I just so, like I've never heard of him either thank god I'm not the only one oh the only reason I heard and I'm not even on YouTube but I don't I think to be completely honest this is too much information but Kansas watches this video that like he showed it to me and basically they're very neutrally political, so they'll, like, take these really funny YouTube videos from, like, far left and far right and everybody in between, like, making political commentaries, and they'll animate them, and then they just do really funny stuff with these animated versions, and, like, they just, it's, it, it's like, completely YouTube, like, weird YouTube, mm-hmm. but it just makes fun and makes light of the situation, basically, okay. and so Kansas watches those every once in a while, mm-hmm. and so he showed me, showed them to me, okay. and that's the only reason I know about this okay. guy, but, again, I have no problem with him, like, I, like, he, I, I don't know him from Adam, but he's a little extreme. He's a little extreme to the part where he's, like, actively just pushing things I know good and well he doesn't believe, He's just doing it for views, for views. and attention. Those and, are the people yeah. I don't like. Like he's just YouTube. like he's literally just doing it for you. And I watched a couple. He's literally just doing it for views. Yeah. Um, he's found something that can make him money. Yes, so. and that's one hundred percent what it is. So this is not my. Apparently, people like to say on YouTube because I don't agree with David Plot Pilates, and I think he's crazy that I'm wrong for that. But whatever. So and that were young girls. Yeah, that were young girls. I've n- I have not been called a girl in, in a, a long, long time. time. But it was a compliment. So if you're watching this again, person, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, bring on the hate comments because I said this guy actively hurts people and he's kind of a douchebag. I'm sorry. You can talk about poli- you can talk about your political view without being a douchebag. Anyway, um Freedom in? 
speech. I saw Adam go on a podcast and get destroyed. He reads scripts with only no info. Adam who? Adam. I don't know who Adam is. He's probably talking about Grayson. You're talking about, but said Adam maybe. I don't know, James. You have to clarify because I feel like I should know, but I don't. Or maybe because you said I don't know him from Adam. Oh, maybe. That, that's a great thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anti way. Oh, Adam ruins everything. Oh, I. Oh, uh, yeah. He's interesting as a person too. A lot of what I append. Oh, I did say I didn't say Adam ruins everything. But I did watch, I do watch him, or did watch him. He just kind of rubbed me the, the wrong same. way. Maybe he, yeah, he does same, kind of so. do the same thing. Adam ruins everything. Is very like, <clears throat> oh, podcast. I'm going to tell you why podcasts have a racist history or why podcasts are ruining future generations. And it's like literally like depressing. How dare we talk about yeah. feelings? Like it's just very depressing. And I'm just like, why do I want to listen to this? Anyway. Anyway, so now that all the hate comments are going to be directed towards me, Mark Dice demanded that these stones be smashed into a million pieces and then just be done with. Like, he said they had no purpose on the earth, that they were just horrible, and they were part of, like, the Antichrist, and they were the Antichrist commandment. They were the antithesis of the Ten Commandments. on it says that? I I honestly don't know. Um... This, to me, is the most controversial of the series because it just, to me, doesn't make sense. I very much tried, that was horrible grammar as well, I tried really hard to figure out how he was, like, understanding this, like, how, what he was thinking about in order to make the comment that these were the ten satanic commandments. Maybe because it said we're all equal and, you know, treat the earth right and stuff. And there's some people that don't see... Why would you not treat the earth right? But anyway, so anyway. Well, because... I don't know. There's some... I'm not calling out... Maybe I am calling out Christianity. There's some people that, like, if you're not Christian, they don't think you're the same as them. But there was nothing about religion on this on those I think commandments because it said that like you should all have that you know it, ideology yeah, it, and, all it, i mean i know. guess i mean it says unite humanity humanity with a living language rule with passion faith tradition all of these things with tempered reason so think about them analytically they shouldn't rule they should have analytically i think maybe because it mentions faith I mean, but think about it. So Pro- different religions. Protect and... people and nations with fair laws and just courts. How can that be a satanic commandment? How can avoid petty laws and useless, useless officials? Balancing personal rights with social duties. Leave room for nature and be not a cancer of the earth. Like, how can exactly. those... Exactly. It's good. It's just normal, good human rules. Like, know? I can understand the maintaining humanity under 500 million and guiding rep- reproduction this wisely. This is giving me vibes. You remember back when we were teenagers <coughs> and they thought the monster energy drink can... Oh, God. Was the 666? Was 666. Same energy. And, Same energy. And I was like, what? Yes, that's not, it's not satanic at all. I didn't get that vibes. Like, when you were reading off what it said, it was kind of commandment-ish. Like, it makes me think of the Ten Commandments. Yes, and you said that. But when you walk out, like, literally walking out with these stones and saying, this is how we're going to live our life. And that's how the Ten yes. Commandments were. Yeah. It just feels like a little bit of a... With exi- a random burning bush in the back. It just feels like a little extreme. Anyway, so a few years after they were unveiled, Robert Christian... 
R.C. Christian, published a book called Common Sense Renewed. And I'm going to warn everybody, this is when I get kind of theological slash giving everybody a history lesson. So I'm sorry in advance. It literally, I can't not do it. I felt like I was writing a research paper. Hit us with this. So... Um, This is a reference to a pamphlet written by Thomas Paine in 1776 called Common Sense. Most of us had to read it in school or in college or read at least an excerpt of it. But in his book, Christian details how the world suffers from overpopulation and that it has created much of the issues that we have today, like world hunger. Well, look, Thomas Paine doesn't really talk about that a lot, much as like this Common Sense Renewed book does. Um, and he basically just argues that once we get, like, or until we get control of the world's population and how many people live in it and how we take care of the earth, the planet and the people live on it are just going to have more and more issues. Like, the earth is going to get worse. That's such people a are, sensitive topic yeah, with people. It is. Because I agree. I do, too. But, but I'm never going to be like... You can't don't, don't have, have kids. Children. Yeah, yeah, like it's hard. It's it, it's definitely he and I get that. And he continues to say, takes it to a step further and says that in this book, um, that until the government has control over like how people reproduce, that it's never going to get done. Like the only way that it's ever going to fix itself, like the, how we're going to fix population and fix the earth, is if the government controls. Don't yeah, agree with I would that. Not do that. Don't agree do with that. that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I can understand like incentivizing somebody to not have children. I completely just because I can incentivize. I understand such, incentivizing having children. It's because. But it's conflicting, and you'll and I expand on this reasoning later. So don't like judge me for what I'm saying. Like that's kind of a personal opinion. But like, I don't agree with the government controlling saying you can't have a baby. You can have a baby. You can only have one baby. It's I don't agree with that. tough because the first thing that comes to my mind, and my mom will probably mention it in the comments, Eli used to go to school with his family, and they were foster parents. Uh-huh. They fostered five siblings mm-hmm. from the same mother. Oh, wow. And she sought them out. They fostered the first, the eldest, mm-hmm. and she kept having children, and she was very heavily addicted to drugs. But kept having more and then kept going to these foster parents and mm-hmm. saying, We take over my child, we take mm-hmm. So they ended up adopting five. Uh, they ended up adopting all five. Oh wow. And they're now their children. Mm-hmm. So crazy. like I feel like that's those instances he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Well see But yes. we physically can't yes. like control. And that people. and that is a part of the book, a huge part of it, is about how the reason we have this overpopulation problem is that People live in poverty, and people don't have access to ways to not have children. Oh, yeah. So they end up having lots of children, and it creates that poverty system more, and it creates a poverty system that exceeds just past them. It kind of creates a generational poverty. So we have... You know, this one person that had five kids, well, they were going to have five kids. And each one of their five kids is going to have five kids. And then you kind of create the system. So I understand it. I just don't like the idea of it. Like, I don't like the idea of, like, saying you cannot have a child. I think I think we both agree. Like, I just don't like it. Yep. And they all, it was a big family and the parents were together. They, yeah. went, they went to our church. Yeah. And it worked for them. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, but if you're going to have a million kids, that's they fine. They struggled. Yeah. Like, they literally... 
wore the same clothes yeah. almost every day and like it, it and i and i really I, I really think at the basis for people that had this argument about that that is really the argument like where do you draw the line between forcing your family to live in a system of poverty where they just have the bare minimum of life because you want to have all these children versus having two or three kids and you know everyone having a really great life so i mean again but it's personal choice I can I mean, never stop me anybody. Me and Zach made it. We knew two. We had two, and we're like, this is already expensive, and already a lot like emotional, physical, uh, mentality mm-hmm. wise. It takes a lot out of you. And we're like, could we do a third one? Yeah, it's hard. It's so really hard. we're like two, two. Hmm. So. Oh God, China. Yeah, is, which and that backfired, strange. and that backfired for them. They had to get rid of the two, the the one child because. What they found out is people were not having children, and then people only had one child, and they have no—they have no population. I mean, if you look into China right now, they have a huge, huge problem with the lack of like millennial-aged and a little bit older than us people. They have nobody to do the workforce, and now they're literally paying mm. people to have children. Mm. Just like every, like a lot of countries, Germany, Japan, like they are literally paying people it to have children. Really, be so bad if people didn't have children well not really because look right now yeah yeah, yeah. people kill a lot of their kids having trying to have a son and mm-hmm. they've lost a lot of their population but that's what's happening today our population at the rate that we're going now and people aren't having kids we are facing a population decline which arguably is that a bad thing right like is it a bad thing that we are not replacing the same amount of people that are here? Like, is that a bad thing? I just think about, like, when I was in high school, like, we had so many... There was 500 kids in my graduating class mm-hmm. alone. Like, graduation I, day sucks. <laughs> I know. Be right back. Moving, and yeah, they... I mean, they literally... I, like, I looked it up for the purpose of this. They literally pay you... Number one, you don't have to pay to have a child, like, at all. They two, you're giving an exorbitant amount of time off after with the job guarantee. Three, you're given a stipend depending on how much money you make to put your child in like daycare and are, schools. Are people there just not wanting to have kids? Well, it's or? just like the problem we have here among our age. A lot of people like our age are choosing and younger are choosing not to have kids. Like well, I'm thirty, yeah, I'm thirty, and I'm making the decision right now not to have a child. And if mm-hmm. I never end up having a child, I have a lot of friends that I'm, have made that decision. I am not replacing myself essentially. So when I die, there will be one less person that will exist. Also, I've had a lot of friends that like, um, not going to say their name. Crystal knows them, and she's come to me before, and she said that she's decided not to have children because a lot of men have come to her with the prospect of that and all they see in their mind and in their eyes are they look at her as like a a human incubator yeah and she said i don't want i want to have if i do which she does not which i 100% support her Mm -hmm. she doesn't want that she wants to be more than somebody that just has a child which i think a lot of women are struggling with that also Today, because I think there are a lot of men out there that just see us as, like, birth and babies, which is... I mean, and, like, yeah, to be honest, like you said, being honest, I didn't want kids. My mom didn't want kids. My mom was very honest with me growing up that she 
like she loved me but i was not what she wanted like she did not want to have children like children were not part of her plan and i was opposite like i knew zach zach more than me like if he had his way he wanted like seven children (laughs) no but yeah and you know mentally you know but at least for you like you know and you're making that adult conscious decision Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like it's to me, my version of population control is encouraging people who want to have children mm-hmm. to have children, mm-hmm. but encouraging people who have no interest mm-hmm. in having children, saying that's okay, you don't need to have children. Yeah, a lot of people feel pressure. There's, yeah. There was like a trend on TikTok last summer, I remember it, because I was like, yeah, um, even though I have kids and it was like women and like couples coming together that were child free and like in their 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and they said that society literally like shames them yeah and i'm like why like yeah. we don't all have to have kids it's cool you know like i wanted to have family and, and that yeah like you know? james saying i'm not mentally capable that that's totally a valid that reason. does make you that makes you 100 percent a man because there's men out yeah. there that will have children and they'll walk away and never see that child ever, ever again. again and i know for me it's not it's that's not something, a, yeah. That's also a good option. Yeah. We have both had conversations about, about adopt- that. And I topic. and I have said the same thing. I don't I don't plan on ever giving birth to a child just because I just don't want to do that. And I think that I and feel like I decision. and like if I change my decision, I change my decision. I but ten out of ten don't recommend. Yeah. Like I've always thought in my dream and I've been very open with Tyler about it, my mm-hmm. dream is to adopt an older child mm-hmm. or even a teenager and just be like a foster home four children that are what older got us talking because zach came to me with the very same thing because i we talked about like you know we have oh my god we could have like a little foster oh, home yeah. on our little farm and you know i said well i really can't do a newborn again i don't i honestly don't and think i, I have it and i don't want to do a newborn <laughs> and just because i talked about it with crystal i nurse i nursed both the boys and that's really a bond that i don't know i couldn't give a newborn and it really does bond you together yeah and Zach's like, no, I want an older, you know, yeah. older child, which I thought was so sweet. Yeah, I've um, always just said it. I've always wanted to give a child who doesn't have all the good mm-hmm. cards laid out in front of them. I want to be able to take a child in and say, look, I understand that I may not be your biological mother mm-hmm. and you do not have to call me mom. But I'll I give just, you a home Like, and I a just meal. want, yes, I want to give you a roof over your head. I want to make sure you have food in your belly. I want to make sure that you feel love. Mm-hmm. You understand that there's boundaries in place and that mm-hmm. you can enact boundaries just as fast as we can. And I want to give you a place that you feel safe at the end of the exactly. re- end of the day. Yeah. 100%. That's all I want. I want to be able to change someone's outlook oh, on God. life. Well, not all... Older children in the system are Well, bad. yeah, not all older. A lot of older children. But, yeah, it is kind of scary. Yeah, know? I mean. I don't it, know. But it also depends if they're a child that's been in the system since they were an infant. Or if a child who they is. They are going to be a certain type of way. Because yeah. they've never had. They've never been loved. And they have, this, they have this guard up that mm. everyone is a horrible person and mean and doesn't love them and doesn't want anything to do with them. And there's nothing more that I want to do, then give that love. And I can completely yeah. tell you the reason why is from nannying an older child. Because yeah. the girl I nannied was nine. Yeah. And then getting custody of Cannon and yeah. raising the 16 to him almost being 17. Oh, you've already got, like, tons of practice. Yeah, I, I just, I love that age. Oh, Lord. 
I love it. I forgot about that No, movie. we're not going to talk about Orphan. <laughs> Absolutely. We are not talking about that movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I need to redirect us all back to this. <laughs> good so, talk, though. Good, good talk. Good talk. Good talk. We're going to continue. Um, so this RC Christian guy really pushed for, again, like China, single family, single child families for several generations, and that would help this. Uh, many felt that this statement was proof of like this new world order stuff. Mm. Now, I want to say at this point, though, that I personally feel like the documentary was a little biased. At one point, they did mention that... They mentioned another book that Thomas Paine wrote called Age of Reason. Now, I had to read this one in college, too. Um, and Age of Reason is a term that's written on the stones. Mm. So, ooh, kind of connected. Now, in the documentary, they proposed the idea that Thomas Paine was someone who did not believe in God and that it would make no sense that a man who was claiming to be a Christian would use this atheist writings and reference. Now, be clear, I am not trying to challenge the PhD that this guy that was researching and doing this documentary had. I am not trying to challenge his PhD. Yes. <laughs> but I kind of am. Um, however, in my opinion, from reading Age of Reason, from doing like research on it and kind of reading some highlights before I actually have a copy of it, um, it was never my interpretation from what I was taught, from what I personally got, that Thomas Paine was an atheist. Um, in fact, I mean, did he ever like come out? He did not, he did not believe in religion, but in the very first page of Age of Reason, he very clearly lays out his beliefs and he says point blankly that he believes in God, but he does not believe in religion. And to me, that's very different. A belief in God is one thing. A that belief in religion is another. makes me feel that he had some kind of religious trauma growing up or some well, part through his life. Yes. Yes, but just hold with me. Okay. Um, in the Age of Reason, when he outlines, he outlines his beliefs, he begins by saying that he believes in one God but does not believe in any of the world's current religions. Like, he doesn't believe in Judaism. He doesn't live in, believe in, like, Roman Catholicism. He doesn't believe in any of that. And he's saying yes, yeah. and he's saying that that his church is in his head, like his religion is in his head, like his belief in God, how he carries his life, everything is in his head. Now, which I, I get, I feel like that's my papa. Yeah, and I feel like that's a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like I kind of do that too. It sometimes he's always said like he very much. I mean, he was a pastor. He went to church for years, but he's always said that you don't have to be. In a building to worship God, so I mean, and you don't have to be in a building or in a religion, in my opinion, to love God. I feel like worshiping God is something you can do by meditating and be spending time with Him in nature, being a good person. Being a good person. There's lots of different things that you can do to like show the love of God. I agree. Um, but he says that um, he goes on to say that he believes that religion is just human inventions for power and profit, and most per and like the most powerful thing that he says in my opinion at the very end is I do not mean by this declaration to condemn those who believe otherwise they have the same right to their belief as I have mine but it is necessary to the happiness of man that he be mentally faithful to himself infidelity does not consist in believing or disbelieving it it consists of professing to believe what he does not believe so, what he's saying 
TLDR. You gotta have faith. He's like saying you have to, yeah, have faith. But what you believe is your right to believe whatever you want to believe. That is your right. Just like it is my right to believe whatever I want to believe. I feel the same. Yeah, I do too. And to me, that is not saying that he does not believe in God. That is not saying it. Now... To, to, I mean, atheists literally believe that there's no yes, God there's nothing. and you're just, you are so you. It's also important to believe and to realize that um, what this yeah. whole book that Thomas Paine wrote about is very, not controversial, very critical of organized religion. And he kind of not necessarily criticizes, but questions a lot of the validity of books in the Bible. Like basically asking the questions that people ask that there's not always a firm answer to. And he's not claiming that it is one way or one way or another or anything. He's just asking the questions and kind of arguing like, why don't we have the answers to this? How are we supposed to, you know, validate this if I don't have the answers to this? Like he's just being very critical. So... If you like intellectual writings, I'd suggest it because it'll have you thinking very deeply for the next eternity. Um, But it also is important to remember that this book was written in the political context of the French Revolution. So you will find, though, that it feels very relevant for today because the conditions of the French Revolution are very similar to the conditions that we have today. Like the income inequality, the way that we kind of view feudalism and different yeah. groups of people it's very very similar um it is and yet james i believe in nothing but what i can do to help my fellow people succeed if change is to be made it has to be made by someone yeah i mean yeah and it's true so next honestly though i'll be honest i have a very hard time trying to figure out how everything that i've said the commandments if you want to call them that i have a really hard time connecting that to the new world order and to like satanic beliefs i have a very hard time with that personally my favorite theory is that they were literally just built as guidelines should humanity ever have to rebuild society like we had like an apocalypse and we only had like a thousand people left on earth there was these stones that would guide people into how to create a new society. Mm. Like, how to create a society that's going to last and how to, like, restart society. Um, But if I'm being completely honest, most of the rules feel to me like things that we should be practicing in today's day and age. Like, we shouldn't be a cancer to the earth. Like, we should have just laws and no need for, like, useless laws and useless officials. Honestly, I don't think that's ever going to happen, though, because the root of all evil is money yeah and i don't think any of this will ever happen unless we have an apocalypse and they decide to live this way but it's not all of them out but it's not gonna happen um but i do think that if it does it's a great guidelines of things to prevent it from happening again because if we followed all these lines like maybe it wouldn't happen again maybe we wouldn't get to the point again where we had a huge apocalypse that killed off billions and billions of people but anyway some people also believe that there may be a connection to Mason or Rosicrucian societies. 
The Rosicrucian connection, though, is how people connect the RC in his name. So the Rosicrucian order was founded by Christian Rosencruz. I'd butcher that, so I'm sorry. Um, but most historians believe that he is actually um, a guy named Count of St. Germain. Um, now, followers of like the Ro Ro blech, my gosh, I can't speak. The Rosencrucian Order would use the letter RC to signify that they were followers of the okay. Rosencrucian Order. So that's where they think that came from. Um, so the Rosencrucian Order basically took pagan beliefs from like ancient Egypt mm -hmm. and combined them with Christianity. So like the more mystical side of paganism, they combined that with Christianity. So like you know how pagan beliefs that we have now are like Easter and Christmas and all these holidays. Like those are <laughs> pagan beliefs. Um, like Easter and the Easter bunny and Easter eggs. Like that's Easter is basically one giant fertility And Christmas thing. is funny because that's not even when Jesus was born. Well, yeah, and then Christmas is just like celebrating the longest time of the year. Like that's yeah. literally all it is. And then Easter is just fertility and yeah. fertility of the earth and your body and everything. So Anyway, that's how TLDR, if you didn't know, that's how early Christians got pagans to follow Christianity was they said, hey, we'll celebrate your holiday too and we'll make your religious holidays or we'll make our religious holidays the same day as your religious holidays so that while you're celebrating your your holiday, you're also celebrating ours. Which was a little misleading. Because Very misleading. It never happened. Yes. So if you didn't know that, you do now. Go with that information how you should. Um anyway they also kind of connect it to the freemasons when you get to the oh, 18th Lord. degree of freemasonry you become a knight of the rose croix which basically means the rose and cross now the stones and the people who built the stones are actually all masons because they had a huge mason temple in the area and like almost every man there was a was a freemason um so basically the difference kind of comes down to like humanism and religion and that humankind can solve all of our problems and that God is not needed to solve them. Like he's there and we understand and we worship God and like we believe in the existence of God, but we made these problems. We can fix them. Yeah. We don't need God to fix a problem that we made. Like, he's mm -hmm. not, like, he shouldn't be responsible for the problems that we made. Like, we should take responsibility for yeah. that, which I get. Now, basically why I struggle seeing the demonic aspect of the stones, um, it just seems like it's more likely that this group that wanted the stone was much more concerned with protecting society than creating these Ten Commandments of the Antichrist that the Baptist preacher in this documentary seems to like. I'm just trying to figure out what in well, it is. He just so... he he just kept saying that in order for all of these, what are they called? I don't even know what you call them. Let's call them commandments. These commandments to be carried out, it would require one man. He literally said this: one man to rise up and have influence over the entire world in order for all this to happen. And that person would have to be the Antichrist. Just seems a little bit dramatic to me, but that's... How would that... I don't know. Take the cancer away from... I don't know. I don't, that just seems like very much reaching. I just also wanted to say I really wanted Rhino today, but they closed at 6. 
So I had to get Starbucks. Starbucks I didn't is like not it. the same. I didn't like it. Ever since, I just don't like it. I think it's because I always ask for my iced caramel macchiato upside down because I want you to pour the milk into the espresso. Oh. But they don't. They never do it. And so normally what I end up having to do is I end up having to order a vanilla latte, add caramel syrup in order to get it how I want. Because that's literally the same thing. A macchiato and a latte mm -hmm. are the same thing. Anyway. Squirrel. Okay. Now, this is the interesting part. So if you've held in for all of that, this is when it kind of gets crazy in my opinion. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us. So now, there are some pretty insane theories about R.C. Christian, and as much as I kind of felt indifferent about the documentary, I'm 99.999% sure that they solved it, who this person okay. is. Okay. Okay? So, um, <laughs> sort of, yeah. Keeps it simple. No, I'm so complicated with my Starbucks order. Okay. Several people, including Wyatt Martin, the bank president, yeah, claimed to have remained in contact with R.C. Christian until his death. He declined okay. to tell anyone when he died, other out of like respect for the family, but he didn't want to say when he died. But what does that matter though? Oh, I don't know. Wyatt Martin also kept an IBM computer case, like one of the big ones, mm. full of documents about the guidestones, like like a massive box, because he said he wanted to write a book about it one day, but he never got around to it. But during the documentary. I felt kind of bad because they kind of conned the old man into, like, showing him, showing them this box and, like, conned him into opening it and, like, conned him into, like, reading some things so that they could take pictures of stuff in there. I mean, he there. could have said no. He, yes. Well, he did say, you know, like, the first couple of times that they talked him into it. And I was like, this is kind of weird. But they yeah. talked him into it. <laughs> and during the footage, they are able to see, like, when they looked at the footage and did all kinds of stuff to it, um... The name of a guy named Robert Merriman and an address in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Okay? So, okay. it was showing that the letters that R.C. Christian was sending to um, Wyatt Martin were postmarked from Fort Dodge, Iowa. And there was a magazine that was sent to the Smithsonian, from the Smithsonian, courtesy of, um, or addressed to a man named Robert Merriman, for R.C. Christian, like kind of like the middleman. So they tried through their investigation to connect Robert Merriman and R.C. Christian. There was like really though just like one big problem with this whole thing though, which was that Robert Merriman died in 1992. So they initially, initially thought that Robert Merriman was R.C. Christian um, because I mean, it, sounds it sounds like, like it. it. Um, you <coughs> come to find out Robert Merriman is also the person who published the book, The Common Sense Renewed. He published that book. So, ding, 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 we feel like we got a winner. Well, he died in 1992, and that was several years before the son of the granite owner, Fieldley or whatever his name is, he received a phone call from R.C. Christian in 2003. And... Okay. Yes. All right. And in the video footage that they were looking at when they conned the old man into opening this box, oh, they were reading a letter that R.C. Christian had sent Martin that was dated 1998. So that was a big part. So they eventually surmised that Merriman not only just like 
publish the Common Sense Renewed book, but he had to be in some way in contact with R.C. Christian. So, next thing they did was investigate the death, or not the death, sorry, investigate the address in Iowa. And that's where they discovered that in the address there had once lived a man um, named Herbert Kirsten, and he was a doctor, and he had lived there until his death in 2005. Herbert. Um, this along with his appearance, like his documented appearance, is that he was kind of balding, he had white hair on the side. Um, it seemed to kind of like fit, and it kind of looked like that this was the God. This was R.C. Christian. They later found proof um, that the that looked like the letter that Wyatt Martin had received in 1998 was from this man. So in the letter, R.C. Christian documented that he had just had open heart surgery and that he was 78 years old. That means to be 78 in 1998, he would have had to have been born in 1920. Okay. So these investigators tracked down his burial and found his gravestone. And sure enough, Herbert Kirsten was born May 7th, 1920. Oh, wow. So if you believe in following the logic of all of this, uh, so it looks been, like, like this his, was him. In his 50s when they made mm-hmm. the stone. So if you believe in following logic, this is where we're at. This is who it is. To even further that logic, um, Kirsten, the name Kirsten actually means follower of Christ and is a different version of Christian. Okay. So they mean the same thing. So by him saying that his last name was Christian because of who he is, he's technically not lying. Yeah, because it literally the same thing. It is who he is. Mm -hmm. So, if you need further proof, though, Kirsten was actually hugely, hugely outspoken about overpopulation and the need for population control and how it would save the world. He also was a huge Catholic and was a practicing one until he died and actually left the local diocese over half a million, almost half a million dollars when he died. So, we're going to follow that. So, this is where it gets a little weird. Um, and it's going to make you kind of rethink how we kind of actually I like these. I already know how I feel about the Catholic Church. So, so, this man, Herbert Kirsten, was also known in this town to be ridiculously racist. Like, oh, hardcore, the most racist person that anyone oh, had ever met. Caused on, so Herbert. many issues. He was a huge advocate of David Duke, the politician from Louisiana that was the Ku Klux Klan leader. Um, He was also friends with Nobel Peace Prize winner William Shockley. So if you don't know about William Shockley, he is a man who said or believed what also Kirsten believed that black people were genetically inferior um, and they would always be genetically inferior and that... How? um, Don't understand. (laughs) And that he believes that every human on earth at an age of adulthood should be given an IQ test and if they score less than 100 they should be paid to be sterilized so like if you had an ID an IQ over a, under 100 you had to be sterilized so on his stones he meant everybody but black people yes <laughs> yes um so he every he knew that and he very spoke he spoke very openly about how black people and other people of color were genetically inferior to white northern europeans 
and how white Northern Europeans were the top of the ladder. We didn't know how to bathe ourselves when we came over. The Native American people had to show us how to wash our butts. And what? So apparently this was a point of contention in the in the city too. Because in the country club that was there that he was a part of, there was a lot of people of different races, different creeds, different backgrounds. And a lot of people didn't like him. Because of this. Like, people just didn't like it. Think of all the food we have here in Louisiana. (laughs) Because of black people. So, I'm just going to tell y'all to take that how you want to take it. Because I'm probably going to get hate comments about that too. But just take it how you take it. Oh my god. So, now, knowing all of that, we have to go back to our list of things. Maintaining humanity under 500 million and perpetual balance of nature. Not a bad idea. I can understand 500 million people on Earth. That's a drastic cut in people. But I'm pretty sure the quality of life for every single person would be a lot greater. Would be more food. People probably wouldn't be hungry. People wouldn't be living on top of each other. Think about like think about like like how many people are in this like in India. I and just, people are literally living on top of each other. I it do. would improve conditions. I just see the stones so differently now. Probably not ever going to happen. Guide reproduction wisely. Understand it. I can understand. Guiding reproduction wisely. Maybe, to me, that means if we're scientifically advanced, maybe it's finding ways about to prevent genetic whatever from passing on to people. Like, I get it. Improving fitness Okay, a little iffy, kind of ableism to me, but, you know, whatever. Not whatever, it's kind of bad. But diversity, that's where it threw me. Because how do you have diversity among white Northern European people? Like, how do you have diversity between... You have stanky people that don't know how to brush their teeth or grow crops. That's what you have. So I didn't understand. That part, that part threw me. Because if he was so racist, like, what kind of diversity are we talking about? Unite humanity with a living new language. Okay, I get it. A living new language just means that humanity at that time would all have the same language. But if you were restarting humanity, would you not already have? It's just so I see these stones so, so differently, differently now. now Rule with about... passion, faith, and, t- and tradition with all things with tempered reason. Okay, great. But if you add racism and just disgusting... Like, people to it. I don't like that anymore. This is... this is Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay, so if they don't look like white Northern Europeans, we're not going to do that? Like, is that what he's saying? By having that type of... So, yeah. It changes how you look at it, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, anyway, um, today, you can visit the Stones... And walk oh, right up to why? them. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go just so I can see them in person. Like, I just want to see it in person. Um, while Christian did want this place to be, like, away from, like, the tourists, he did not want tourists to come and see this. Um, it literally has a road right in front of it. Like, maybe, like, 100 feet from it. There's he a road. didn't want black people. He or, didn't want black or people. people of color to see it. Yeah, I guess not. Um, which kind of makes me laugh. Because he did not want it to be, like, a touristy thing. But it's literally listed on the Georgia website as a tourist attraction. So, that just cracks me up. And I feel like he deserves that. Um, so, if you're ever around the Georgia-South Carolina border, kind of up north, 
go check it out. Maybe go laugh at it and say, "Hi, racist piece of crap." Wild. Um, But honestly, though, I'm still sticking to my theory that it's meant to be a guideline for repopulating the Earth if something ever happens. But I don't know. It's just kind of obvious now that like everything was done in a very racist and very ableist way. So I just. Just like, so I'm sorry. I just threw you for a loophole at the very end. It's just never, like I gave you all this information. I was like, bam, he was a crap never person. Never understood that. Why, like, why white European people just like, for some reason, and a lot of people mine are superior. When we literally have the Aztec people. Variety is a spice of life. life. Yes, it is. Same about the Aztecs. I don't know. Yeah. Are you telling me? People that can't wash well, their Well, look, we, were, we were talking about how I told them we were on the girl's trip. I told y'all I um, got into, like, the thought process and went down the, like, research rabbit hole about, like, why there's a variety in skin tone and, like, what that means. And that at the genetic level, technically different skin tones and different part, people from different parts of the world are genetically different, but we're all the same species. But, like, the genetic differences lie in the fact that some people have more melanin, some people don't. I pop off, for one. And the less, and the people who are pale is just because you've lost that part of your genetics. And over time, your skin's becoming thinner and thinner because you're living further and further from the sun. And I think I think we said I what, glow in the dark too. Don't worry. What was it? The glow the, together. The oldest, the oldest person that they have found to have like fair skin was eight thousand years ago. Like that's and before that. Like we obviously know there was some time in between, but like eight to ten thousand years ago is when people started becoming lighter skin. I just honestly want to know what life would have been like if Pangea hadn't happened. Oh my god. If like if like it hadn't shifted, you know, tectonic plates and just everything just shitting everything else and shit. And it was just still one giant continent. One giant. I mean, it would look really. I cool. think about that a lot. Like what you know, what life, what would happen? It'd be really cool. I feel like. But we'll never know. So. We won't. But just think about the gorgeous mountain ranges. That we would have had. Well, think about the gorgeous mountain ranges that we have today. That would. Yeah, one per. That's sad. One yeah. person. Yeah, it'd be like. I've just never felt like that in my entire life. I've never, even like, I can remember specifically in middle school we all had to do a project, and we were all given a million dollars. And back then that. It was That's like, a lot of money. It was like sixth grade, so I was like, oh my god. I can do everything. And like everybody was like naming off and you had to like keep a detailed list of what you would spend and I had to print out pictures and get magazines and cut it out. And it was like everything I was I was like buying something for everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, house for my mom or like car for this person. This I've never had that mentality, so I think it's me weird either. for me. And strangely enough, this is hilarious, but 
my brothers are just the greatest people because they find all the weird stuff. But Kansas found this website about that is true. Crystal also mentioned that the closer that you are to the equator, well, it's it's because it's because the, your skin is what protects you from, from the, the sun. sun rays. Yeah. yeah. So if you lived so thousands and thousands of years ago, if you were closer to the sun, you needed darker skin, skin to protect so you, you weren't burnt yeah, so basically you got, i mean you could still get sunburnt yeah but it's just your sun's not taking it as much of the like i can physically get i've yeah. gotten you get sun, i've got sun poisoning before yeah it's like because the sun is giving off a very specific type of radiation, radiation. and your body is taking that in and i mean without, i've gotten the bubbles before mm-hmm. that you get yeah yeah and without melanin to prevent you from getting that it you can get sunsick and it's it's very easy to the lighter you are and so like that's why it doesn't make sense to me like why people feel like just because the way a person looks that dictates the way they act how does that make us or genetically that, or that makes you different or make someone inferior because in my opinion that kind of makes you more we're weak yeah we can't i can't ah, you can't be out in the sun it as hurts long. me like the sun literally is killing you so how am i superior so it, it's never made sense to me ever but kansas found this website where basically you're given like a set of money like let's say elon musk died today oh lord okay and you're giving that money i stayed on highway lane for yeah. two years yeah. oh i bet you were I 100% you, got you are. Dehydration and sun poisoning. Yeah, I've, I've done, yeah 100%. But you're given all the money. And you, you're getting like a list of stuff. Of like stuff you can buy. And it's from like little things like a new phone. Yeah. To like a house or a business or whatever. And I literally went through all of it. And I'd be like, ooh, a new phone. So I can get one. I can get one for Tyler. I can get one for the boys, my, the rest of my family. I was like, I can get one for Stephanie. I can get one for Bethany, Zach. The boys need one. I was like, oh, look, iPads. Let me go get the boys new iPads, and I'll have, go ahead and get one. And I literally went through each list and was like, hmm, who could use this? And then it was stupid stuff like um, a business, like a franchise for a restaurant. And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, if I could just give everybody like five I could set them up for the rest of their lives if everybody that I knew, if I purchased with my own money a franchise, five franchises for you to run individually by yourself, you'd be set for the rest of your life. You would never need to work. And and then it was like sending people to college. It was like $100,000 could send one person to college for four years. And I was like, I did like 200 people. And at the end of it, I still didn't, still didn't even touch I, anything i think more people need that but there's some people that are like mine 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 i gotta have more and more and which is fine like that's like that protective and i think especially after the great depression a lot of people were like we've seen how far at the bottom you can go and mm-hmm. and but you don't have to be that way mm, you don't need possession mm-hmm. i've always said money can buy you happiness possessions will not make you happy because money to my opinion money can make you happy because money can give you the freedom to do things like if think about like if you had enough money where you never had to work and you could spend every day doing exactly what you wanted visiting where you wanted you know going where you wanted you never had to worry about filling your gas tank up with car like filling your gas tank up with car (laughs) filling your your gas tank up with a car (laughs) Filling your it's like car a little up mini car that goes in your tank. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, if you never had to worry about those things, you cannot tell me that you're 
life wouldn't be happier. It wouldn't, but I would be spend so much time wanting to help others. And yes. what can I do for you? How can I invest this? And so that what would do you, you need? Yeah, so then by the end of it, the money would be gone. Yeah. I'd be the, you know, the but at that the, point, qu- the quickest rich person because it would be spent in like a yeah, month. But at that but at that point, if you had that much money, your money is making you money. Like if I gave you a hundred million dollars and told you you had to live off that for the rest of your life all you would have to do if you invested that money you could live and be able to give off the interest of that hundred million dollars for the rest of your life not a lot of people think that way they they invest that and they do all that and then they just keep it to themselves and i get their mentality and they're thinking for themselves and their future families which is okay but when you have these people that have so much, and they're like, "I need more, I need more, I need more," but they really don't. You don't need more. And then they're they're keeping it, and they're, they're stashing it away, and they're hoarding it. And then they're, think of the people that don't pay their taxes, and uh, which taxes are stupid. That's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> but it's it's those people, and then they're like, well, "Why do I have to give money to these other people?" A lot of those people have never lived that way. Yeah. Like Kim Kardashian. We, me and, and her Chris, stupid comment. Me and, me and Chris oh already like, talked about that a lot. And it's just like out of sight, out of mind. But those are the people I'm talking about that, that they don't think the rest of America and the rest of the world and the country and everybody is working when there's people that can work their entire lives and retire at 80 years old and still have nothing in their bank account. Yeah. I think I, I really honestly, like, it just... I feel like it's a disconnect that's happened through generations of being blind and not seeing that there are the people that got you to where you are, the people that got your family to where they are. That happened on the backs of other people. And it's not just money. It's it's coming back to race. It's that superiority when people mm-hmm. think they're better than other people. And then it's just like, when are we going to all mesh together and realize we need each other. We're all we're codependent. We're codependent. I, for me, it feels like the idea that, um, and it's natural. Yeah. Oh yeah, hemp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we can all do hemp again, we would uh, make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it kind of comes back to like that mental mentality of that it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Like how like today, like I was reading something about how. They feel like a lot of women suffer from postpartum depression and struggle with caring for their kids and caring for their house because we don't have the community that we used to have when it came to raising a child. Now, when a a mother or a father raises their child, it's often just them by themselves with their child, raising their child all day. Whereas 100 years ago, even, you know, 75, 50 years ago, it wasn't just the mom raising the child. She often had the help of a community. Or you can go back even further you had friends, family that raised like your children like with you. Society in people's minds and their ears and saying that you have to do this alone and if you reach out and if you do mm-hmm. all these other stuff that like you're less than Yeah. And we've made that we've made it so that a mother or a father isn't a true mother or father unless they can handle it all by themselves. It's more division. But it's it, more yeah, division. But it was never supposed to be like that. Air literally in my opinion, which is honestly to me why I love the kids of my friends and family is because I I may not have children, but I feel like it's my responsibility to love and protect and help raise 
the children that are around me because no one can do it by themselves. I'm just always going to help anybody. And it, uh, my mind never stops. It's really exhausting. I wish it would. It never stops, even when I'm in the shower, in the car. I was driving to meet Crystal, and I had to put something on. I, I couldn't just sit in the silence, and it was like, well, what can I think about right now? And I'm like, why do I have to think about mm-hmm. something? But that's how my mind is. And I was like, all right, well, when I move back, what can I do? How can I help somebody else? And then that's how we were talking about, we were both talking about one of our good friends. And it wasn't just me thinking about myself. It was me thinking about others. And that's how I wish a lot of people thought. So I'll come help you, Jerry. (laughs) I love the girls. Villages. Villages. I mean, I'll be honest. Okay, so, like, that's why when people have children, I'm like, okay, what do you need? What can I get you? What can I buy you? People, society has, in the recent years, made us think that you did. Because there are a lot of people on TikTok that there is a trend going around that were like, just because you decided to have children doesn't mean I have to pick up your extra shifts at work. Which, yes. Is true. But don't be a butthole to me just because I decided to have kids and you didn't. Like, to me... There's, and there's a lot of people that think like that. Yeah, to me, it's it's like, okay, I'm just going to put Kansas on full blast. He doesn't love, he understands the need for parental leave. But he doesn't like the idea of parental leave because he's like, I don't get parental leave. Why should they get parental leave just because they have kids? Why should someone be granted special privileges for having children? And I was like, it's not a special privilege. It's not. I was like, and I was trying to explain that it's not a special privilege. It's not vacation. It's, it's, yeah, you're, you're connecting and building a relationship with your child. And in my opinion, I feel like the disconnect comes from people thinking that when you don't have a child and you're off work for six months... But what are you doing? You're doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. You're just living your life however you want to do it. I sure the heck am not. But if you have a child, those six months are not six months that you're just mm-hmm. doing nothing. You're literally doing a hard work of not only helping build and develop your child, but creating a safe place, keeping loving your alive, child. You're literally keeping losing them. Losing yeah. sleep. So I felt like and we, we, you know, I talked to him about that and we came to like an agreement of like why it was important but I think that is the opinion that a lot of people have when it comes to parents is that like I didn't make the choice to have a kid you did you need to suffer the consequences. also like a lot of out of sight out of mind for people like if you've never lived that lifestyle and it's very easy to be like well I don't do this I wouldn't do that until you like actually are in that lifestyle and I think that's where a lot of core problems in our world is is like it's just out of sight out of mind Mm mm-hmm I do too. So, I don't, I feel and they're not willing to learn and take the time to see and view oh. how other people live and the struggles and the mentality and how literally how our towns are set up was made to cause poverty. And yeah. that's also another talk for a different day. But stuff like that. Yeah, and it, and it I don't know, I just feel like it's really sad that we don't, as somebody that is doesn't have biological children I feel like it's very sad that we don't prioritize supporting our family well supporting families I feel like families are the backbone of our 
society and families look different. Like, to me, families look like a lot. I mean, technically, the situation I'm in now is not a nuclear family, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not a mother and father and child. We are a group of three adults Adults. and a child or a teenager living and coexisting in one space. And we're taking care of that. We are fostering that. We are spending family time together. We're doing things as a family. And we are a family. It's just wild that a group of people spent $60,000 to make (laughs) this stone just to say white people are superior and that we need to stop letting people have babies and everybody's got to be Christian and whatever else the KKK said. I mean, that's basically... In the beginning, I was so for the stone. I was like, yeah. This is a great thing. I did too. What I really was. saying awesome. I will be completely honest. Before I figured all that out, now I really, I really <laughs> thought that this was going to be like a really great thing, and I really yeah. was going to love it. I was like, and yeah, there's more stones. Wait, I thought they yeah. said there were and more. And then I discovered all of this, and yeah, completely, completely off it. Yeah, who's about to be a village? Us? We are. I mean, we are about to be a village. If this turns <laughs> out, like literally, <laughs> me and Crystal before we started streaming, we're literally looking up homes. Okay, so we had to give everybody another <clears throat> TLDR. It's not important. We'll, but we, end, we'll end on this. Yeah, we'll end on this. We have the overarching forever plan of, yes, Tyler, we're going to be the next <laughs> Oh, my God, Tyler popped in here. Um, we have this plan that all of us are going to live <laughs> on the same part of land. So, like, Bethany and her family, her mom mm-hmm. and her brother in a house, mm-hmm. and then Tyler and I in a house. And my grandparents across the street. Yes. <laughs> And we are really wanting it to come true. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't want to live in Florida and become a Florida knight, I don't know what you call a Floridian. Florid- a Florida knight. <laughs> oh it my god! I'm at, at, I gotta call Daniel. I gotta tell him that. This is your get your woman. Oh gosh, I couldn't think of like Floridian. Oh. So Florida knight was what came to mind. Oh. Anyway, we are going to live on a compound. We're going to have a garden. Shane is going to have his food truck. Yes. But we're going to help support and then do everything. I'm going to put a house there. And it's going to overlook the pool. And we're going to live a great life. I'm going to work from home, which means I can work from wherever. We're going to continue the podcast. We're going to continue the podcast in the little she shed we have. (laughs) We're just going to like, it's very much like the gemstones. Thank you for that reference because I love that show. Um, we are all going to have, like, our little thing. And that's it's going to be the life. And it's going to be a forever home, <laughs> apparently, which freaks me out. So, yeah, we're going to be a cult. Which we found some very interesting and very nice homes. So, also, um, I did not know that modular homes were different than manufactured homes, which were also different from mobile homes. We had to Google and look up some things and stuff. And And they are really freaking nice. Dude, these modular homes, I did not know, had to be built and put up according to the same standards as a house. Yes. 
So I didn't know you had to do that. Fluoridonite. But I found some really, really nice ones. And I think what it say, it said like with the foundation at all for the square footage I wanted, it was like in between 160 and 300,000. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Within their budget. Within the budget. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to plan for the future so Bio Chronicles can stay together. Yes. So they were not expensive. They were like, like the most expensive part, like a good chunk of it was like getting the foundation because you like have to build it on a foundation <coughs> and you have to do all that. So it really wasn't bad. It's easy to watch a YouTube video like that because you just like get into it. It's like watching a documentary or anything. You just get into it. What does that mean? I watch an hour long video on YouTube with Pete. I don't get it. Very random, but I was I don't get it, James. I'm sorry. But yeah, so uh, maybe in a couple of years, you're going to see Bayou Chronicles in the middle of Florida. Not really. It's in the panhandle. But (laughs) we're going to be in the middle of nowhere in Florida and... Oh, about... Oh. Oh, yeah. They're cool, though. So... Oh, because they are also... Yeah, they're looking for land to put one. Yeah. Oh. But, Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. We ended our talk mm. on modular homes. They're beautiful ones with place in Mansfield. Okay, I was looking at that too. They're really pretty. I'm going to walk through them. I have, the reason this is hard is, you can ask Bethany and you can ask Tyler. I have the um, world's worst case of being picky. Crystal's pretty picky when it comes to houses. Number one on my list, and I went through every single house in Crestview area. We did. The other night, they came over, and we just looked at houses. Yes, for like two and a half hours. If I can walk in the door and see into the kitchen, nope. Nope, 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 nope. She makes a good point. You don't want anybody to come over to your house and immediately see your, like, dirty Dirty kitchen. kitchen. Which I agree. So, absolutely no on that. So... You know, if you find a modular home that you can't see the kitchen, because I found a really cool one today, and it had, like, a little porch off of the, was it the master bedroom? Mm. But the porch of the master bedroom was in the front of the house. Like, it was the front of the house, and there was, like, a porch to walk in, and then windows, like, a lot of windows, and then a porch on the front, and it was, like, the balcony. I liked it. It was very nice. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it, too. It was just strange. It didn't. I hate it. I didn't hate it. I can't wait to start building this house in your exact words are, I hate this, yes. <laughs> You'll probably hear that. I do not like open floor yes. plans either. Open floor I don't plans like are no for me. I like structure. I like walls. Walls, definitions. I like walls. Because when it's open, I feel like I don't know what to do with it. Yes. It's just too much space. Because I need walls. This house, our house now, it's just one long open room. And then another long open room. With one wall in the middle. And I just, I feel like I can't make a good living room out of it. I don't like it. Well, I don't know where your living room should be. I think that's my issue. Because there's there's too much space. The The garage garage has has to be bigger than that. I can see that. A lot of people feel (laughs) that way. James feels that way because he likes to work on cars. Yeah, I don't need that. So. I don't need that. I and need, he likes sitting outside, so I can see I, that. Only thing I said. Oh, my gosh. See, look, Jerry gets me. I said I wanted French doors. 
That was that was my thing. We did find one that has really nice yes. French doors. I wanted. I like the barn doors, the ones that slide. I like those. I want my office to have barn, not barn doors. French I want my doors. French doors. I want French doors so bad, so bad, so bad, so bad. I mean, so bad. you could always add it afterwards. Yes, That's a simple fix. It was. But yeah. So that and like we said, we need three bedrooms. If we don't have a child. Three bedrooms. We have a child, four bedrooms. Reason being is because we have our bedroom, and then Tyler has to have his own room. I have to have my own Office, room. and then the child. Yes, and then if a child wants mm-hmm. one, they can have the fourth bedroom. But if we just stay with three bedrooms, we're good. I just mm-hmm. have to have my own space. I thrive best in my own space. But we did find one that was pretty... Pretty darn pretty good. good. I'm, like, really, really, really tempted to click the button that says... Um, get a quote. Mm. I was really tempted. Maybe I should go back and do it. I just want to see how much it would be. I do like that one. That was very nice. It was very It had nice. very nice, like, it wasn't dark wood floor. It was, like, light-colored wood floor. It was perfect. And it also didn't look like those houses that everybody has where everything's white. That was very unique. And, like, it, yeah. it was, like, it was a very good house that I could take my... Um, she could tweak it. What was that? What's that thing that I found on TikTok? Whimsy goth, and I said that that's oh, a totally a hundred percent what I am. It's like pastel, like, pastel witchy, goth. Yeah, yeah. So like I was like I could totally make this a thing, mm-hmm. and I could I could just build off of all the beautiful colors because mm-hmm. it was almost like a blank slate. It had really nice. It had a great uh, kitchen. Marble countertops. Probably yeah. faux marble, but whatever. Well, yeah. so but still, it's not nice. marble. But still, yes, invite me to your Pinterest dream house board. I actually had to create a new Pinterest because mine was so contaminated with, like, 17-year-old crystal. Oh, yeah, mine's pretty. <laughs> so I was like, this yeah. is not me I don't anymore. scroll down too far because it's, yeah. like, teenage me and then it's, like, adult me. Yeah, so I was like, I just need to create a whole new one. So I did. But, um. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to at least, if we're not going to do anything, I'm at least going to turn off Audacity. So, love you guys. Thank and you goodbye. For <laughs>